Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 204. I'm your host, Chris Britton, and let's go. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day including all of the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Uh, well, let's start off again, as we like to do, with what made us happy this week. So Calder, start us off. I had a couple of things that made me happy. Uh, a really simple one, small one. I was talking to my brother. I don't talk to him a lot, and we talked to him on the phone earlier today. And he said, hey, good job on making that Heroclix tournament. Can you tell me about it? And I kind of told him about like more about Heroclix and everything. And he said, wait a second. You're telling me you spent $30 to play a game that's essentially luck? How can we even trust the results of that? I'm like, <laughs> it's a luck-based game. It's like, why would anybody play a luck-based game? Oh, because man, we you don't get go to, to casinos, do you? We get to sit down and look at little plastic figurines that represent our favorite superheroes. That's why I play this. Yeah. I don't know why anybody else plays this game. Exactly it. That is exactly it. Uh, the other thing that was really super awesome that happened this week, I was playing D&D. I actually forgot the miniatures this time. Maybe my entire group sat. But anyways, we went through almost the entire session this time without getting into any combat, except for me. I, I had to kill a werewolf. Uh, I was really excited to do so. I actually was trying to get bitten by the werewolves when we were in combat because I thought how sick a werewolf-paladin combo would be until I found out it's not really that easy to be a werewolf in D&D. It's a bunch of stupid rules. But anyways, so I'm level 3 now, and I finally chose a smite for my paladin. I did not know smites were something paladins were always supposed to do. Whatever. I finally chose one. Thunderous smite because it sounded the best. And so the very first time I ever smited was against this werewolf. I had a silver blade, and he, I had, what was it? It's Whatever, you had to roll 2d20s, basically. You have, like, the high ground or some crap. I have no idea. So I say, thunderous smite, gonna lop this werewolf set off. I rolled 2d20s in unison. I roll two crits, so I double crit on a smite to decapitate this werewolf. And it is the coolest thing ever. So, since it was Thunder Smite, basically, the DM said, well, everybody's ears shatter within a 300-foot radius. The werewolves had flies to the other side of the room. You have successfully smited in the name of Tyr, the god I chose for my paladin. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. One, what version of D&D are you playing? Fifth edition, my man. Never played it. Two, Never um, played it. I think past tense of smite is smote. Smote. Just for All future right. reference. I, I smited, or, oh, sorry, smote. I smote this werewolf so hard that instead of hearing thunder, he's like, nice. I'm like, what? That's what you hear. You, you hear, huh? Nice. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sick. Dope. So, because that was the first time I ever smited in Tyr's name. Uh, later, I actually used Lay on Hands, and be combined with the crazy rolling two crits on a smite, and then doing Lay on Hands, he basically said, you, uh, your hair goes completely white, and your eyes are now glowing white. You are so full of holiness or whatever. Your character is like stupid cool, especially since this is the first time you ever smoked in the name of your god. I'm like, dope! So am I like an ultra paladin now? And he's like, well, you're in very good favor with your god, and you have white hair, so fix your miniature. I'm like, oh, okay. 
So that was awesome. That was fun. Just some stupid things that happened. It was basically like a filler episode for my D&D group. But that was all about me. So that was great. What about you, Chris? Well, I had multiple things this week. Uh, let's start off with I finished DC's Metal event. It was oh, like 24 man. issues. I'll just break it down into um, one sentence. It could have all been told in about four issues. Uh, it was not that great. It was all ba- it was all based around Batman, as you would expect. All the bad guys are Batman, but it was just like, eh, it, it was okay. Um, next, I made it to a, not a comic book shop. It was a half-price books, so that's what it was. And I finally managed to get my hand on a copy of, you, have you ever seen Band of Brothers? No idea what okay. that is. Uh, Band of Brothers is an HBO special. It came out a really long time ago, but it's based after a book. And I managed to snag that book today. So if you have never seen Band of Brothers, anyone out there in uh, podcast land, you should definitely watch Band of Brothers. It takes place in World War II, and it's based off of real events. And it's really, really well done. So if you're into that kind of thing. And then the last thing that made me happy this week was uh, today. I actually got around to watching the, you know, DC likes to put out animated movies and they happen to be really good at animated movies so i finally got around to watching suicide squad hell to pay i think is the name of it Mm -hmm. man that was like brutal brutal all kinds of people died in that movie but as always dc does make really really good animated movies i don't know what the rest of the stuff they're doing is but i'll give them animated movies for sure Nice. Yeah. I really want to get on that like DC animated movie train, but like I don't want to buy DVDs. Oh. It's like, I don't want to pay twenty bucks to watch it. That that's why uh, people invented the Fire Stick. Uh, <laughs> let me just advocate for not paying for anything over here. Uh, I shouldn't do that. That's me being a bad person. <clears throat> but we uh, got anything else you want to talk about in the what made you happy this week? I watched all the uh, Star Wars movies. Just kidding. I watched the uh, the best trilogy ever, the prequel trilogy on Star Wars Day. That was pretty great. Right on. Oh, I yeah, it was, I, uh, it was May the 4th. It was May the 4th. I also, on Cinco de Mayo, do people celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Apparently they do. Someone was like, did you get drunk? Like, Absolutely not. I stayed home and I watched uh, Full Metal Jacket again. That's what I did for Cinco de Mayo. Hey, that's a good so, movie. So leave me that's up. a really it's depressing a movie. movie but, um... it, it's, it's depressing if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> so... Alright, well, Hero Dial H, we like to bring you up-to-date information about the game of Heroclix and other nerd-related content, so let's start off with some news this week. Alright, well, if you have not seen it, you need to go out and see it. As always, links will be put into the podcast notes, but Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer came out. I did not know that I would be this excited for the movie, but how do you feel about it, Calder? I want to feel happy. I mean, after after Avengers: Infinity War, I just want I want comedy. I want happiness in my life again. I'm so excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, it looks dumb. The fight scenes <laughs> it looks dumb, so in, dumb in a good way, but uh, the fight scenes are already like exactly what you would expect. Just oh, yeah. craziness. Uh, Ghost is going to be one of the supervillains. Maybe the only super villain in this movie, but I'm excited to see that character portrayed in the MCU. As well as we got our first look at uh, Goliath, 
which is Mr. Foster, uh, Bill Foster himself, and it's uh, uh, Scott Lang and Bill Foster going back and forth about how high they were able to grow. So it looks like, um, from what is shown in this trailer, Bill Foster and Hank Pym have already worked together for quite a while in the past on Pym Particle technology. So um, in the same way that in the first one they let you know that sticking true to the comics, Hank Pym still technically was the first Ant-Man. I guess Bill, yeah. Foss, yeah, Bill Foster is going to be the be the Goliath, or has already been. I, I want to see him be some Goliath. I want to see him grow like some weird Goliath suits that would be cool, technological as opposed to like the normal like one. I want to see it. Want to see it? And Ghost is a sick villain. Like Ghost is awesome. Yeah, I really like Ghost. Ghost was really really cool in a Thunderbolts run once upon a time where you just get. Uh, I, they changed the gender of uh, the character, so in the comics it's a dude, but it doesn't really matter. The character still is going to play out the same. But uh, he's like crazy, like taking down the like corporations all over the Marvel universe is what he's trying to do. Like he hates Roxxon, which has been shown like a lot of times in Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe. I think stuff. everybody hates Roxxon. Yeah, like, in I mean, comics anyway. <laughs> I mean, they're. They're not good, but uh, yeah. So yeah, he's he's really cool in the comics. I expect this to be a really sweet portrayal of him, her in the uh, movie, and as you would expect, a ghost to do, he got some really sweet like phasing tech to walk through walls and stuff like that. So really looking forward to that. Uh, let's move on to the first article that we got. That was from Ranker.com. Which in the show notes is by far the single longest URL I have ever linked in show notes. It's dumb. I don't know why this URL is this long. But what the article is for is actually something that is fantastic based off of the fact that Infinity War just came out. And you might want to know some background information about the Guardians of the Galaxy as far as their comic book lore goes. The title of this is Dark Things from Guardians of the Galaxy that were from the movies. Um, so it basically just goes into really messed up stuff from Guardians' individual lores. And I, I want to go through a couple of these. Is there any that stood out to you? you want uh, to talk Groot's, about? Groot's for sure. Uh, Star-Lord's definitely. Mantis's was completely out of the blue. Uh, I always knew Star-Lord was like a soldier. I didn't know he was that much of a gritty soldier. Like, dude, violent man. Yeah, so, uh, Mantis, I had no idea about. So uh, Groot... His adorable catchphrase is actually part of a degenerative disease. He used to be able to talk in the comics in, in regular, like, full sentences. And I guess the reason why that uh, species, so not just Groot, but all of the species that Groot uh, belongs to, when they get old enough, their vocal cords start, I guess, getting diseased, and they all start only being able to say, I am Groot, which is really kind of sad when you think about it. That's super um, sad, man. Um, I I forgot about this. I've read this, but I forgot about it. Uh, Rocket Raccoon was actually created as like this... Uh, it's to keep patients pacified in, oh, in an yeah. insane asylum. So mm -hmm. they made like a talking animal and not, it's not just rocket either there's lots of other um animals that they made like rabbits and i think a walrus and stuff like that, that that can talk and that that's their sole purpose for being so in the comics you get like raccoon when he figures out rocket raccoon like that's the reason why he was made that's a really 
really crappy existence. So it's like it's <laughs> super weird. I just thought Rocket Raccoon is like Stitch, you know, like that's yeah. It. But well, this is actually like comic book lore that might be interesting to some of you out there, and it might give you a different. Uh, an entirely different view of some of these characters or some of these background characters. Uh, Mantis, for sure. I did not even know that about Mantis. So go and read that stuff. It'll be really interesting to you, I, I would expect, if you like the Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a get-depressed-to-your-own-risk article. Yeah, it, it kind of is, but you'll walk away feeling like you learned more about the Guardians than you ever knew. Uh, I was actually having a conversation with somebody at work the other day that had no idea that Yondu was actually a guardian of the galaxy before all of what we now view the guardians to be. And he's like, well, he didn't become a guardian until the second movie. I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, in the movies. But if you're talking about the character from the comics, he's been a comic, he's been a guardian since the 1960s. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, a lot of people don't know that kind of stuff, but... Uh, let's move on to the last article that I found with I just I cannot get over this because of how much I hate I've been hating on Krypton but let's let's get into this article from Cinema Blend uh, that is titled DC's Gotham-esque Superman prequel Metropolis is apparently getting retooled so hit me with it Calder go because <laughs> what everybody wants to see is more Superman stories that Superman. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. So I guess we're, they're creating for the DC Universe, which is the official name. It just got named like last week. Um, oh. The Warner Bros. upcoming digital streaming service, because they have to fall in line with like everybody's getting their own digital streaming service nowadays. So DC Universe is going to come out with a bunch of these uh, very specific to DC shows. And one of them is going to be this show called Metropolis. And it's starring, I guess, Lois Lane... And Lex Luthor. So it's a Superman show, another one, without Superman in it. And it just left me thinking once again, but why? I, you know, Superman's a popular character, and obviously, apparently, nobody on TV knows how to make Superman. They're doing a good job on Supergirl, but obviously, if they made a TV show about him, that would just be wrong, I guess. I have no idea. I like Lex Luthor, so I'm probably going to watch this show. Um, but as we know, the best part about Batman vs. Superman was Lois Lane's investigative reporting, so who doesn't want to see more of that? Yeah. <laughs> In a world where everyone's arguing on who's right, CNN or Fox News, what you all need to remember at the end of the day is it's only Lois Lane that's correct, all right? She is the hard-hitting journalist of our decade. So true, so true, uh, Chris. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer, eat your heart out, Lois Lane, forever. And that's like a tattoo that I'm going to get with a four and an EVA in a heart on my arm because this show is bound to take off. It's not. Oh, I'm obviously. Just, it's not, but... Hey, at least I'll get to make fun of it on air later on when it, That's true. it tanks, too. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, Superman-related properties that don't actually involve Superman, uh, we went to watch, Jalen and I went to watch uh, the, uh, we, we're like three episodes behind on Krypton. And I, I looked at her, I was like, hey, we need to catch up on Krypton. I pulled it up on, on the TV, I went to press play, and as soon as I went to press play, she goes, wait. I was like, what? She's like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I was oh, like, I was like, man. yeah, okay, all right. She's like, you want to watch Agents of Shield? I was like, yeah, that's fine. Keep in mind, she likes DC. 
way more than Marvel, and she doesn't even want to watch Krypton. And I was like, okay, there's that. So that's enough DC bashing for, <laughs> for now. <laughs> Let's get into uh, some Heroclix-related Hero information. Clicks. Yeah, I don't know if you podcast? heard this or not. Yeah, it's a Heroclix podcast. But I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, there was a pre-release recently, Calder. Oh, what? There was also what? a free comic book day. Oh, okay. This is this is part of my sad news. I didn't tell you earlier. I am 0 for 20 on free comic book days that I've officially missed. So I'm so excited. Yay. Hey, that's you and me both. But it was just that version of the Hulk. So it's not like you missed like some real gold there. But there are a lot of people, including a lot of our listeners, that have been posting pictures regarding their pre-releases and what they pulled and stuff like that, tagging us in them, sending them to us in direct messages. By the way, guys, we appreciate that. We like having conversations with you guys about that kind of stuff. I so, do appreciate it, but also you guys are making me super jealous. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about some of the characters in this set that we we just wanted to talk about for various reasons, but Calder, why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right, first off, if you pull a Black Widow, uh, don't play her. Just throw that figure just straight into the garbage. That's horrible. Um, that's your shield advice. That's all I got. That's it. See you later. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, in the uncommon section, uh, Vision, Hawkeye, and Iron Man are all super stupid good if I want to go over, like, some basic stuff like that. Moon Dragon's not bad. Uh, I'm going to skip Space Knights since Chris is going to blow your ears out. He's going to tell you about these Space Knights. Let me tell you something about Space Knights, you guys. That's about how, <laughs> how it's going to go. Uh, Rocket Raccoon is really good, um, uh, just for leadership's sake, at least. So most of these pre-releases have been three to 400 points. You have to check with your venue if, of course, you haven't already played in a pre-release, because there have been several already, which is awesome. Her is good. Shield Agents and Ego Antibodies, I would say, for point filler maybe, but that's 40 and 30 points that you could use on anything else. So, yeah. Okay. I don't want to go over into all sorts of in-depth stuff. I just want to talk about two figures that I really want to get into really quick. Um, they're both Captain America. Surprise, surprise. So I'm going to tell you how to use the the rare Captain America. All right, This is, this is going to help everybody else out. Trust me. If you pull her, you're going to play her. She's 100 points. She's amazing. She has a really cool attack power. She... Deflect shields. You don't think her trait's that good? Let me tell you why it's amazing. She ignores, she can reduce penetrating damage, and has protected mind control. There are 13 figures in this set that have penetrating psychic blast. There are 6 figures in this set that have exploit weakness, and that's not even counting the chases. So if you also include chases, there's a bunch of figures in this set that can do penetrating damage. There are 3 figures in this set that can do mind control. So basically, this figure is immune to effects of 22 figures in this set. She has a 6-click wand dial, 318 defenses. She is amazing. I think if you pull her, you should absolutely play her just for sticking around power, okay? Next up, Super Rare Captain America. She is a pacifist. I, I don't like this Captain America. I'm just going to kind of say it. This is not really what I wanted my title Captain America to be. I can get over it. His effect when he is KO'd is basically a character, all your people on your team get Battle Fury, which can seem bad, since you want to just use a bunch of in-cap with this Captain America, Force Blast, Smoke Cloud, because then they don't get a token from it. Or, it's not a costed action, and they remove an action token. Plus, his barrier is actually nuts. Besides that, you don't have to use in-cap with this Captain America. He has sidestep, 6 range, 11 attack, and 3 damage. He's nuts, guys. He also has flight, 
and Indomitable. Just because he wants you to play as a pacifist doesn't mean you actually have to. Okay, he is solid. So let's say if he dies, he gets Battle Fury. You're thinking, ah, oh, there's a lot of range in this set. There are 17 figures in this set that are primarily close combat based in the small category. There are 11 characters in this set that are, you know, colossals. So basically, there are 28 characters in this set that are close combat based. You can have one or two range pieces, but if this Captain America dies, if you've built your team right, having Battle Fury is a plus plus. I did not write down how many characters had shape change. Spoiler, there's quite a few. So don't don't worry about it. These are good figures. You just have to be smart to play with them. Also, you know, Quasar's stupid. If you're not playing Quasar or Adam Warlock, I don't know why. I mean, if you pull and play them, just period. That's you're welcome. That's my expert advice. <laughs> you're welcome. Now it's gonna be anyone that is okay. Let's back up. Let's at first all agree that this game is about the new hotness. Oh, so, it is. So what is the gimmick of this set? Well, obviously it's gonna be your colossals. So even in a sealed and they cap it at like 300 points or maybe 400 points, everyone's going to be playing their Colossal anyway, so you know that's going to be a thing. Uh, it's just filling in those remainder points with what else is in the set. But some of those things that I want to talk about is in the set is I just want to stick to Space Knights. Why? Because no one will ever speak to you about Space Knights probably <laughs> ever again. And I just wanted to do it to probably be the only other person that does so uh, I will say this, generally speaking, out of, so it's, uh, what, 7, 1931 and 41 are going to be your uh, Space Knights, and then their B versions are also obviously Space Knights. Um, all the Primes, pretty decent. I'll give you that. Damage output on all of them, pretty decent. Are they the best? No, not all of them. Some of them are dumb, actually, like really good. But not all of them. So let's go down the list. Uh, Firefall, number 7A, not real important, with the exception of he has poison and sidestep, which kind of sucks. So he's not that good. However, I will say this. I did skim through the set out of the 50 characters, a little over one-fifth of them. So like maybe like 23%, maybe a fourth, maybe like 25% of them have a reducer that is like good enough to get rid of your poison or anything higher than that. So mm. that that what that means is about three-fourths of the set is actually susceptible to poison and, as you'll see, energy explosion. So I'm going to skip 7A, go right to 7B. A running shot, 10 speed. All of them have flight, by the way, so that's fantastic because flight's always good. But uh, 11 attack with six range double bolts, energy explosion – and he has poison. And then when he uses either power, damage dealt can't be reduced below one. So obviously play this figure for 75 points. He's really good. Uh, so he'll get through a lot of those. Um, 19 is, let's see, Javelin. I don't want to go over A again because we've gone over A. And I think that it's actually a pretty sweet uh, use of 70 points. It's just, you know what it reminds me of? A Gamora dial. It's, oh, it's yeah. the same stuff that Gamora always does. Charge blades, exploit weakness, sometimes she has flurry, whatever. Uh, only he has reducers. So skip that one, but go on on B. Uh, four range, 80 points, so 10 more points, but four range with uh, one bolt doesn't matter. What does matter is he has 10 speed charge flight as well. 
with a special attack power, 11 attack, blades, claws, fangs. When Javelin uses it, if the result is 5 or 6 after resolution, give the hit character an, an action token. That's never good. So, oh, no. And then also on top dial, oh, by the way, he has uh, Indom, which is great. And then he has top dial shape change. So, yeah, that's pretty legit. Um, I really like that one. Uh, 31B, this is when you start getting into some... Terminator is like his A side does something completely different than his B side. So A side does like this running shot, three bolt, in cap with 11 attack stuff to tie people down. That's pretty much all he does. It's kind of boring, but... If you hit, I mean, that could tie down a lot of people at once, so that's pretty sweet. But 31B does some weird stuff, and I really want this figure because I really want to play it in the future. So for 30 points less, coming in at 60 points, uh, you're not really worried about the stats that much as you are in a constructed sense when in the future when you can run a Space Knights te theme team because he has special damage power instead of Prince Amongst Knights. Leadership, once per turn when a friendly character hits an opposing character with an attack, after resolutions you may roll a d6. 5 through 6, remove an action token from that character. 3 through 4, remove an action token from that character if it has a Space Knights keyword. So that's fantastic for uh, Space Knight keyworded teams in the future. That is, that's literally a two-thirds chance that you're going to be taking action tokens off of your own people once you hit them. So that is really, really great for ramping your speed in this game for pacing purposes. That's really cool. Stats-wise, 10 attack, 5 range, pin side, 3 damage. The 5 range kind of sucks, but down dial it gets like 12 attack, 18 defense with, with uh, combat reflexes, and 2 damage with close combat expert. So he can do some damage later on. But that Prince Amongst Knights key, uh, special power is really what you want to be planning for. Now, the last one that I was really like, what? What is going on here? Is not actually going to be the, the prime. It's going to be the regular one. 41A Starshine is dumb. If you pull this figure, play <laughs> this figure. The reason why you want to play this figure? Because the damage output on this figure is dumb. 12, or 12 speed with hypersonic speed, 11 attack with pin side. With four damage. Yes, that's sweet. Uh, okay, well, if she takes damage, she'll probably not do that much damage, right? Wrong. Uh, she has six clicks on click three and four. Ten attack, pin side, three damage. On clicks five, six, ten attack. Uh, she has eight range, by the way. Uh, two damage, energy, or not energy explosion, but uh, range combat expert. So four damage. So down dial, it looks like... Four three 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 four four, all and it never drops below a ten attack. So damage output for this character is one of the best in the entire set. So if you pull Starshine, play Starshine, it's great. And then as far as the unique goes, um, really weird stuff that doesn't have anything to do with this offensive capabilities, like compared to the the A side. But it does have eleven attack. Pensai on top dial with Indom. Now, um, I forgot to mention the A side has Indom as well. But uh, 8 range, Pensai with 3 damage is good, but no movement attack. Has phasing teleport top dial and passengers 3 and can carry other space knights if, if they have the space knights keyword, even though they have flight. So that's not great, but the damage uh, power says uh, range combat expert. Uh, when she uses it, characters can't use shape change. Hit characters can't use shape change or stealth this turn. So that's a little bit more niche, 
than the other one, which is just a beat stick. But I, it could come in handy. The only thing is she's 10 more points than the beat stick, which I don't like. So uh, I think that the A side is better than the B side for sealed. However, in the future, I definitely am going to run the B probably more than the A just because <laughs> I think it does more cooler stuff in the middle of the dial. It just switches and does weird stuff. It does more cooler stuff. I can agree with that. The coolest of the stuffs. Yeah. So um, I, I think, and I said this before, I was just excited for Space Knights because I don't think that they'll probably ever make Space Knights maybe ever again. Maybe. Uh, I'm not really sure. However, um, oh, I forgot to look this up. I, I did uh, notice that they have made Space Knights before uh, back in, not Galactic. Guardians, Guardians, Gal Guardians, of, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Uh, uh, there's the gold one, and there's the silver one. And that was it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, they made Wraiths. 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 They made those guys, too. Okay, so they, they made um, Space Knight, which was just a common, which was really boring. And then they made Icon, which was also, let's see, that was a common as well. But the 204 common, which is 100 points, which is super expensive for this, uh, you just you know how much I really like running gigantic boss battle teams, oh, even yeah. with generics that, even if they aren't good, it's just really cool to field an entire field full of them. Um, they have a special power called Analyzer, and it works with the new Space Knights. And I was like, yes, at least this works. This is cool. Uh, give Space Knight a free action if it's adjacent to one or more friendly characters with the Space, Ma Space Knight keyword. Space Knight can use Outwit until your next turn, and adjacent friendly characters with the Space Knight keyword can't use Outwit until your next turn. Space Knight can counter a team ability instead of a power, but if you do, no other friendly character can use that team ability this turn. So, that whereas this power probably would not have actually come in handy very often in the past, now it might, where if you're trying to get rid of like Power Cosmic or Quintessence or something like that, with your like 60 point Terminator or something like that. So, there's some additional playability on an older piece for you guys. Nice. Alright, is there anything else you would like to talk about as far as Infinity before we move on? Actually, there is one thing. So, standout figure, I don't think anyone's going to notice in the set, is Jakar. You're saying Calder, why Jakar? Well, first off, he has a Colossal Retaliation. He's one of the few characters in the set that has one. He also has like a 19 defense on that click. But that's not why you're going to play this piece. The reason you're going to play this piece is because it's a 350-point piece with Batrock's Brigade keyword. Are you kidding me? Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> so if, if you want to play all the Batrock's Brigade figures, we're going to say just the newest ones, the ones from Avengers Assemble and Avengers Defenders War, which is sadly the newest ones. It's a, a Golden Age set and then two 30-point figures and a 40-point piece. You play them, they only equal 268 points. Throw on that 25-point Colossus Retaliator, bada-bing, bada-boom, you're in business for a 300-point game. Or you just want to play Batrock and all the other new guys, so you get rid of a Whirlwind and Swordsman, that's only a 100-point team is Zarin, you know, Machete and Batrock. You throw this guy on 350 points, you just play him and Batrock. Batrock, that boom, that's a 500, that's a 400-point that's a team right there. Are you kidding me? Batrock's Brigade keyword? I don't even know who this guy is, but it's awesome. Love it. That's it. That's all you got to say. Batrock's okay. Brigade, man. Oh, also, uh, Wasp is amazing. Heart of the Avengers player. Why aren't you playing her? 
hopefully uh, people take a little bit of that and go and win games. And if you guys win games and you want to tell us about it, just let us know on Facebook or Twitter. That's fun. We like to uh, look at that stuff. Because Calder and I haven't been able to go to any pre-releases. Yeah, I think yeah. for different reasons. I've been crazy, crazy busy. I, I haven't been busy, but my store isn't having a pre-release on Monday. And I had a huge... I scheduled my entire life around going to a pre-release, and they said no. So, yay. Okay. That's well, it. I am going to get more into why I was busy, and that's going to come up and be actually really important here in a minute. But first, let's talk about... Uh, how Dial H works off the value for value model. So our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love while leveling up your heroic rank so that you can earn your heroic titles. And heroic rank level ups occur the first episode of every month. We're following your one-time donations on PayPal. So speaking of that, it is the beginning of the month for the Dial H. So let's get into our heroic ranking up ceremony. As soon as I press the right button. <laughs> okay, so we have three people that are going to be ranking up this month. And that is going to be uh, Little Plastic Superheroes. He was mentioned on the last episode. Lucas Van Hollen and Seth Aaron. Uh, Seth Aaron, Lucas Van Hollen, moving from the previous rank right up onto protagonist. Little Plastic Superheroes is actually, and I was wrong last week, I, I called him a vigilante, I believe, but he jumped from uh, just being a regular listener right up to being a protagonist as well. So thank you guys. We really appreciate that. And if there's anybody out there that is hearing these titles that you want to get one of your own, then just jump on board. You can jump on board anytime you want, and uh, we'll see what we can do about getting you guys titles. And not only that, but all of your titles and names are going to be put into the podcast show notes, as always, as you guys are producers of the podcast. So uh, thank you very much, and we really do appreciate everything that you guys give us. So moving on to that, uh, I, I'm going to say this now before we get into community. Uh, just because I I wanted to get it off my chest. It's not really that big of a deal. It's not like a bad thing. It's just the fact that I am going to be gone from the podcast for the next two episodes. It is going to fall on Calder's shoulders. Uh, and the reason why is because I am taking a short little hiatus, a.k.a. vacation, to Europe. Uh, Jaylene and I are jumping on a jet plane here in just a few days. We are flying over to Greece. We are going to jump on a boat from Greece and head over to a little island called Santorini. From Santorini, we are jumping on a plane and flying up to Bulgaria. From Bulgaria, we are going to Cairo in Egypt. And from then, we're just kind of like going to backtrack a little before we fly home. So, so now that Chris has told you his travel plans, make the exact same plans and just stock him everywhere he goes across the world. That'd be that's, great. That's fine, actually. Uh, if there are any listeners out there that have any knowledge about any of those places that I just mentioned and want to throw out recommendations for... Uh, things to see, places to eat, things to do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, that would be fantastic. Tweet at us or put a message on Facebook for us. Uh, I would love to hear it. I I am just one of those people that that's what I do is world travel. And by the time I get back, I'll have chalked up a grand total of 15 other countries than the United States that I have visited. So we're just adding to the list. That's what we do. 
So uh, it is going to entirely fall on Calder's shoulders for the next couple episodes. Uh, so you got to be super nice to him and jump yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, uh, we haven't really talked about how Facebook and Twitter is going to operate over the next couple episodes, but I'm sure Twitter, it will Twitter's going to be dead. I'm sorry, guys. Twitter's <laughs> dead. <laughs> it, it'll uh. all work out in the long run, and then when I get back, I can tell you guys all about it. Yeah. Which I, I assume, as long as I don't get, like, captured by ISIS or something in Egypt, then oh. I, I, I feel like I'm probably going to have oh. a good time. <laughs> oh. I feel like that's gallows humor. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what we do here. So uh, let's move on to community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! As always, every week on Tuesday, Community Tuesday to be specific, we put a question up on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And we, uh, we like to hear back from all of you guys. Huh, while we're recording this, I just, we just got another follower on Twitter. Thanks, whoever you are. Uh, but last episode, I'm sorry, last community question that we put out was, since the new Primes and Avengers Infinity are a team that can be played together, <laughs> Space Knights, uh, what theme would you want for future Prime slots? Calder, you want to start us off on Facebook? Yeah, man. People want to, they want to see Moth, you know, they just want to see Killer Moth and all four, no, I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Throckmorton, Doomsday Patrol and Heralds of Galactus. Oh, gosh, yeah. Do we need more Heralds? I need more Heralds so I can run them with Galactus and then updated Heralds so that I don't have to run with really, really crappy ones like, um, I can't even remember what his name is, Stardust? He hasn't been made for, since Avengers. Avengers. Oof. Remake him, WizKids. What the heck? All right. Uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Clicksflix said Council of Reeds and Citizen Collectible automatically responded, Council of Kings. We got all the councils coming on. Councils, man. Loving them. Frankenstein O'Hara. That, okay. TMNT. I'm with you there. Um, but TMNT is kind of, sure, why not? We'll just, yeah. Wait, wait. He... Not only do they want Primes in a TMNT set, they also want the Primes to be the Turtles? I don't know. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to figure it out, and I can't. I'm not. I think, I'm just going to throw this out on a limb here. I think that we'll probably get enough Turtles regardless of if they introduce Primes in the Turtle sets regardless. But that's probably just a guess. Uh, yeah. We, Citizen Collectible said the original Thunderbolts as a side B to the secret masters of evil. And what a, I actually really like this idea because, you know, I was thinking about, and this will come up in a couple more of the answers, but I want to say it now. We don't get a lot of villains that are teams in this game. Have you ever noticed that? You just mentioned a minute ago, like Batrox Brigade gets like two people. That is and, true. And uh, it's sad. You could run the Heralds as a, a villain team if you really wanted to, but, like, we're, we're probably not going to get that. We always end up with, like, just primes of, uh, of, of heroes. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess. All right, go back to Facebook. <laughs> go back to Facebook. It's too depressing. Uh, at least the Wrecking Crew gets their deer every once in a while. But anyway. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, Brian Bowling, old school Guardians of the Galaxy, hashtag Charlie27 for life. Oh, okay, yeah, the old ones. But there's more than four. 
I'd feel really like cheated if they just made four of them. Yeah, kind of same. Okay, well, actually, I feel just as cheated with this answer from Coach Step. He said, Squadron Supreme. <laughs> There's only, like, 40 members to the Squadron Supreme, and WizKids is like, nah, bro, we're good. We don't want to do that. He is not the only person to say that. Fun fact. Uh, Malcolm Rush, the man from Japan, multiple man. You get an evil one, a good one, a sad one, and a happy one. Etc. Etc. You know, the prime all focus on different parts of his history. You know, his evil version, his legacy virus version, oh, his regular version, all his all his mood swings. You know, <laughs> I just thought we were doing the Seven Dwarves of Jamie Madrox. Let's do it. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Happy Madrox, sad Bad Madrox. Madrox. Oh. Okay, well we we have protagonist super fan Seth Aaron, also known as Dominic Santiago in Gears of War Three. By the way, I loved Gears of War Three. Uh, that was one of the best co-op games of all time that I played. Legit. Uh, he said the Royal Flesh Gang, which that are there only four of them? I have no idea. That's that there. So they haven't been made in years, in like a decade. Is that forever? Okay. Okay. Uh, he also said Super Pets, uh, the Black oh. Order, and oh yeah. There's there's five of them in the comics, only four of them in Infinity War. So if they made them kind of based off the Infinity War, that would make sense. And then he finished it off by a said, a definitive Batman, Robin, Alfred, and Batgirl that can be played together as a theme team. I know we have them, but maybe they all have synergistic synergetic traits that work with each other. Well, speaking of that, Seth, I just want to point out that if you add up the B-side, of all of the new Space Knights, you get 315 points because WizKids hates you. Who? <laughs> I don't know how they can do the forethought to be like, we're going to make all the Primes playable on the same team. So that way you can... They, they have all that, and then they make them a, a weird number to not even... Uh, where's the other 85 points coming from, WizKids? Like, without... In moder Whatever. I I, well, I, I guess we'd probably first have to address the prime rule in that you'd have to let all teams have multiple primes on them in, to begin with. But if we got past that, hypothetically, prime rule doesn't exist anymore. You could just put four of them on there. You'd think that they'd be like a small fast forces within a set, like a collectible fast forces where you just like every single one of them adds up to exactly like 300 or 400 or 500 points or something like that. But no. But no, I, I don't. All right. Ah, ah, see, this is me once again realizing I got to get my notes up because I thought I knew the heroic ranks, and then I got to switch it back. Horrible. Doing a horrible job. <laughs> horrible job. Protagonist, Lucas Van Holland. Redo the Squadron Supreme. Why, Lucas? Why are you doing this to me? But no, yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm right with you there. He wants us to... More. Redo them or just jump redo. onto the other? See, he like, said redo, which makes me think he wants, you know, he wants some of that that Hyperion and Power Princess and Wizard and all that noise, you know. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's actually fair because man, those are some of those are so old they do not hold up well. They I'm really looking don't. At, like Hyperion is not good anymore, yeah. uh, but Power Princess was never good, so. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 she wasn't. She sucked. Ooh. Um, but. 
No, there's there's tons of Squadron Supremes that I really like them to make. Uh, they don't have to be primes, but honestly, just just make them and I will buy them. Uh, we have at Justin Sly Bushido on Twitter said Thundercats. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are more than four Thundercats, so he probably should have let us know which ones. Uh, but he also wanted the TV show Fringe made into the primes of a hero click set. I don't know if that is, but yeah, sure, let's do it. Okay. Uh, James Peter, James Peters, oh, that guy, that sounds man, Mr. Clicks. Uh, Council Reeds, let's do it. Sure. Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, we have an answer from... Tiemu said, uh, I've heard some people would like Squadron Supreme. <laughs> uh, winky face, as for me personally, maybe have the Batman animated series set, have Super Friends slash Justice League Unlimited Heroes double up as an A, B side of each other. Um, yeah, no, that seems, that actually seems likely, maybe, but as we always know, the Primes are, like, just ripoffs of the same sculpt as the non-Prime version, so... I, it's my understanding that the like Super Friends look completely different than the animated series later yeah. on. So, so I don't know. Um, also, I was thinking about this the other day. I really hope that that animated Superman has that super puffed up chest that he has in like and that tiny head because that's just glorious. Yeah, and it looks awesome. Like his his uh, shoulder span is like four times wider than his hips. Like it makes no sense, but it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, Tyler Mirren, Holiday Heroes, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Leprechaun, etc. He says etc. <laughs> but I want to know what like what's the fourth hero you want, man? Santa Claus, uh, yeah, Easter Bunny, a turkey, a turkey, oh, you a turkey. <laughs> uh, you know, I want Jack Skellington uh, personally, but uh, that's just whatever. That's a whole different thing of rights. Right on. Uh, I... And he said possibly alternate Earth versions of the Avengers of Justice League, like you know, the Squadron Supreme. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we have an answer from Jake Robinson, and he said he would like the Heralds of Galactus. Let's do it. Uh, William Dickey, Justice League Dark. Uh, I'm with you. Oh, yeah, no, that would be awesome. Another Constantine and Zatanna for sure. As far as the other two, I think maybe throw a Frankenstein, and what would you like the last one to be, Calder? Besides Frankenstein? Oh, yeah. What do you... I guess we could do um, Swamp Thing. I like that. I don't know who the Werewolf at Night guy's name was, but that's who I want to be. Was he a Legion of Monster? I hope he was. I don't know. He was cool. For Justice League Dark? Oh, Justice League Dark. I was... I thought you said Man-Thing instead of Swamp Thing. Blah. Blah. Oh, maybe I did. I get those two mixed up. But you I... knew it. Swamp Thing is the one I meant. Yeah. I... Okay, my brain was completely lost. Man, whoever, Dr. Fate. <laughs> whoever, whoever. Okay. That's cool. My, Madam Xanadu, whatever. Yeah, it's like whatever. Okay. Uh, Chris Kurtz on Twitter said, the Power Pack, the Micronauts, or the Zodiac. Uh, I, I'm going to throw out Zodiac because there's 12 of those guys. Uh, they, Zodiac and it's 12 versions of Ted Cruz. I mean, four versions of Ted Cruz. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> He is the Zodiac Killer, so that's He's okay with me. Yeah. Oh. Power Pack I like, though. I like Power Pack. That's cool. Okay. Brandon Roberts. Good on them for doing them all in one set. He didn't have an answer. He just said, good on them. And I love it. 
we have an answer from Citizen Michael Miller said the Pet Avengers. So we got two for the Pet Avengers. So uh, we, I guess we do need another hairball, maybe another lockjaw, since people can't get a hold of the two hundred dollar one. That's yeah. Ooh, Lord knows. Chance, I'm gonna I'm gonna put your name if you're okay with that. Jizuki Zuki, you're welcome. Uh, community question. He's, he's quoting me here. Community Tuesday's question. Since the new Prime and Avengers video were our team that can be played together, and he's like, what, how, and why? So Whisk has decided that you know normally Primes can't be played together because there's that Prime rule. You can only have one Prime on your team. Instead, they made them uniques so that you can play each individual character. Obviously, you can't play them two of the same character, but that's uh, that's what they did. Um, I didn't reply to your message because I'm an idiot and I probably went to sleep and forgot about it until now, so I'm sorry. But uh, if you message me uh, with a new answer, I'll be sure to put that on the podcast. <laughs> okay, alright. We have protagonist Little Plastic Superheroes that said Fantastic Four! Or better yet, a Fantastic Four set with a classic version of them being the Prime. So like, back in their old school costumes, I think is what he means. And, yeah. And I think they should all... Cause it, have you noticed how they're making, like, really, like, the older versions of the characters with the older sets, like, really Ooh, low point value? Yeah. So it, it's kind of like the newer ones that are higher uh, point value. It's almost like there's real character development within the game. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, now they're better because they've had years of experience of being a superhero or a supervillain or whatever. But I think it would be really cool to have the Primes be the originals with the old school costume, and then they all be, like... 25 points and then oh, I'll do, I'll 25 do, points yeah because I'm going to play him on a team yeah. with that of more than just Fantastic Four you know what and then make something that says they don't affect your theme team because they work so well with the rest of the Marvel they Universe do. which they really do they like anybody that needs help in the Marvel Universe they're just like yeah no problem we'll help you out guys um, and uh, yeah that happens so It'd be really cool to get like some a 25 point thing that's just like a beat stick and way too good for 25 points. <laughs> the OP 25 point thing, Colossus Retaliation, the hot dog cart. Uh, I'd buy it. Every one of them would be meta. <laughs> they, they probably would it's, be. It's only 25 points, and I got it anywhere on the map outwit with Reed Richards. Cool. Oh, that'd be dope. Tristan Campos, since Marvel did a reprint of the 70s Doctor Who comics, I'm going to go with Doctor Who. It would be neat to have a uh, Tom Baker fourth Doctor, a Dalek. Yeah, I, it took me a while to realize he's saying, like, what, the, what are you talking about? What's a Doctor Who? And then I'm like, oh, this. I forgot what Doctor Who was. Anyway, he wants uh, what's a fourth Doctor, Dalek, and Absalom, a, a Dak, the Dalek killer, a Forbusher, both in penguin form. And I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm just going with it. Plus, if they tested out an idea, it would be successful. Maybe we could get a Doctor Who set. This is my Doctor Who Heroku stream. Sorry if I got off topic. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. I don't know what half of those words you just said me it meant, but uh, I'm with you. With I assume I assume that there's other listeners out there that knew exactly what he was talking about. But also, never apologize for going off the rails on this podcast. That's half of what we do. <laughs> That'd be very hypocritical if we were like, no, 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 bro, rein it in. Rein it in. Uh, but, um... I think it would be cool if they made a TARDIS vehicle hero click. Cool, a.k.a. overpowered, but yes, let's do it. They could make a TARDIS vehicle, and then there could be a TARDIS map, almost. Okay, oh! Could... <laughs> ha, all right. There could be, because the inside is bigger than could what it looks like. Yeah. yeah, okay. 
That's like all that's right. all I know about Doctor Who. Uh, we have Hero Clicks One said, "Well, since it's a four-man team, I would love a Fantastic Four or a Black Order theme." Yep. Oh, agreed. Let's do it. I I do that. Alex, what? What am I saying? What? What? What am I? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. All right, Alan John Wilkinson. Venomized versions of whoever's in A. So I don't know what that means. Uh, movie Avengers. Though to be honest, they mostly just I mostly just want a Venom Molly as featured on the Runaways number one variant cover. I wonder if the lost food would be worked in somehow. Don't know what that means, but uh, uh honestly, Alan, after what if I don't know if I want to see any more Venomized characters ever in any kind of slot. No offense. Uh, I didn't like this chases. That's just me. Okay. Well, I'm out on Twitter, so I'm going to move over to Reddit. Deadpool number seven said, I would like to see things like the classic defenders of Namor, Surfer, Strange, and Hulk, although that won't happen until Disney finishes with the deal with Fox. Uh, backup teams for the Fantastic Four would also be great. Um, maybe when it was the Future Foundation. Oh, he said FF, so that's Future Foundation, not Fantastic Four, uh, with Spidey on the team. So. Uh, well, what set was that where they made the Future Foundation costumes and it had Spidey, Invisible Woman? Chaos War. Thank you, yeah. They were not good, but they were no. awesome looking. They were so cool looking. So that, there, there's that. He also said, I can't really answer for DC since I don't know the books. That's okay, man. DC doesn't know their own books. That's why they, oh. just keep, that's why they keep making TV shows about Metropolis. Let's just make Superman shows that Superman. I don't know. Obviously, that's a recipe for just profit. I have no idea. Anyway, DC. <laughs> Tim Sear said Illuminati, keeping it short and simple. Uh, there are a lot of members of Illuminati, but I would be cool with a Illuminati kind of sub theme thing. It'd be really neat. Also, Tim Sear gave us like, a shout out on a on a post. Someone was like, "Yo, any good podcast?" And he's like, "Head alley for your clicks in all caps." So, thank you, Tim Sear. Hey, thank you. Uh, we have getting wrecked all day. Said Black Order would be cool. I love it. I think no one mentions Black Order one time within, like, the last year on this podcast until Infinity War comes out. Very and true. then everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Man, I just – there needs to be justice for Supergiant. I felt robbed. I felt robbed watching Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, I did too, but I, the movie was fantastic. So It was. It was an amazing uh, movie. But also give him some Supergiant. leeway. Yeah. yeah. Peter Zachary. Justice Lords or Justice League Elite for DC, Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers for Marvel. Oh nice. man, yeah, dark, actually, Dark Avengers would be a really good fall into like what I said a minute ago about how they don't make good villain teams. That'd be really sweet because a lot of them haven't been clicks in a while. Uh, so yeah, I would be all for that. Uh, um, let's see, a Spaghetti Monster 01 said, "The Fantastic Four, of course." Of course. And finishing us off on the Facebook, Alicaster, Ronnie Wieland, the Council of Ricks. <laughs> well, yeah, from Rick and Morty. I would buy the crap out of that set. I, I don't really have an answer to the stuff above. Uh, I'm not a Rick and Morty fan, but from what I understand, Council of Ricks is basically like the Council of Reeds. So it, it sounds hilarious. So let's, let's do it, sure. Here's the thing I've learned about, and I, I will consider myself uh, a big Rick and Morty fan. And I'll say this about, I think, this is my experience. I don't want to overgeneralize, but this is my experience with Rick and Morty fans. If you are an, like, outed Rick and Morty fan, then you're generally a fanatic. 
So those people like have apparel and and have watched this season like three times, four times through, and quote Rick and Morty and stuff. These are the people that showed up at McDonald's for the Szechuan sauce. Okay. Which I also don't understand. Uh, why you would, <laughs> why anyone would want to actually force themselves to eat at a McDonald's? I do not get. That food's disgusting. That's a rant for another day. Whatever. Rick and Morty. What I'm hearing is that Alicaster needs to get a hold of you directly and convince you why you not only need to eat at McDonald's, but also you need to watch Rick and Morty. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Back to Reddit. Uh, Dosa Buckley said a four-person prime team. Not sure what they'd do differently, but the circle of four would be cool. Uh, Venom, Red Hulk, Ghost Rider, and X-23. Uh, Fantastic Four seems like an easy one to me, or maybe the Fantastic Four would be the main slots, and the Frightful Four would make the prime slots, which was awesome. And there was a little bit of back and forth. Uh, at some point, wasn't Wolverine, Hulk, Ghost Rider, and Spider-Man were on the Fantastic Four or something? Yeah. Um, and and uh, Dosa Buckley rep- responded, it didn't last long, but yeah, it did happen in the 90s. So yeah, that that was a thing for sure. They, uh, actually, been- sorry, they actually brought them back for a Fear Itself book, which is hilarious. That version of Fantastic Four. It's great. Uh, Bentley82. This is the most out there response that I, I had gotten, by the way. A team of four resources that can be played together. Kind of like the Build-A-Fig Hulkbuster. Each part makes it stronger. The Infinity Gauntlet would be a great one. Maybe something in DC related to Dark Knight's Metal or Doomsday Clock event. But I don't know enough about either to take a guess on that. It could even be something brand new, not story-related, like Galactus's planet-eating device or something like that. In other words, more resources. Uh, so I don't think that the Infinity Gauntlet would do a thing, but uh, as far as metal, I, I did want to comment on that, that since I just got done reading it. They're talking about all of these different types of metal. So there's like, uh, and they, they number them. So like sixth metal, seventh metal. Well, then there's nth metal and all kinds of stuff. And there's like different varying power levels for the metal. But I didn't really ever remember any of the pieces like coming together to like Voltron into some kind of awesome weapon. So I don't know how that would work. But he did mention Galactus's planet-eating device. That, I think, would be a really cool, not for a prime slot, but in the future for an OP event, why have they not done, I, I assume it's rights, as always, but why have they not done a Galactus coming to Earth to devour it scenario where you have to, like, fight Galactus and his heralds and stuff like that? I think that would be, like, if they make that into an OP, or not an OP, but a summer organized play event, I, I feel like that's probably be the last time I, I play Heroclix, like, Nothing will Aww. get better than that, and That's, I'll just yeah. like just walk away while the while the good you know it got good while it's hot. Just just walk away. Peak. This is it. This is the peak. Uh, yeah. Great. And then the last answer I got on here, which I'm glad some somebody got a little bit of more DC love in there, so we can leave off on a good note on this. But um, the, <laughs> the same name that I butchered last time from Reddit, which is Yul's Cool's so cool. I have no idea what that is, but he said. The Birds of Prey, Huntress, Oracle, Black Canary, and Lady Blackhawk, young JSA members like Jakeem, Stargirl, Cyclone, Lightning, and Robins. Robins, plural. Nightwing, Robin, Red Hood, and Red Robin. So all of those actually do sound cool and actually has a theme to it because I don't remember what the last primes were for DC. Do you remember? 
They were Harley Quinn, so it was like there was Big Barda was a prime, and there was some other primes. I don't really know. There's a bunch of them. A bunch of random ones. <laughs> uh, let's see. Big Barda, yeah, you're right on there. Harley Quinn. Wow, yeah, no, exactly what you just said, and I don't. See there's, anything. yeah, there's the Red Knight. Oh, oh, Kirk, there's Big Barda. Kirk DePaul. Oh, who can forget Kirk DePaul? Wow, good old Kirk DePaul. Yeah, Sorry. that's not part. That's not part of that at Sorry. all. Uh, um, a bit of an overreaction on my part. Excuse me. I just I do not like. It's like oh, Kirk DePaul, man, what a great time. Kirk uh, DePaul has the single coolest costume in the history of costumes. Oh, that's the costume I've ever seen in my life. So I don't understand how you did not think that was. You did not remember it. Uh, I would like to point out his Assassin's Creed knife thing on his hand. Is that what that's supposed to be? I have no idea. I don't know who this character is. Okay. Uh. I just like to pretend like I know things. Spoiler, I don't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, well, ah. we are out of answers on Reddit uh, and Twitter. Gone. You don't have anything else, do you? What, what do you think, Chris? What do you... What should we do with primes of the future? What do you want to oh, see? Oh, man. There's so many good answers for that. Um, I would really, really like in the future them to... Because I guess what they're doing is revisiting time periods or individual storylines as part of their like overall what they're doing with the set. So with this Infinity set, it is based off of that four-part issue. So... If you're basing an entire set basically around a four-part uh, little storyline, then you can make an entire 70-character set off of something that's like 20, 30, 50, whatever. I want them to revisit all of Dark Reign. The Dark Reign time was like a fantastic time for villains in the comic book, and I would really like them to remake a lot of the Dark Avengers. Now, as for... Now, this is kind of stealing one of our listeners' ideas. There are the, – so the Dark Reign had the Cabal in it, and I think that that would be a really good prime version of, of the set. So basically make half the set evil, most of the set evil, because it's Dark Reign. And then the primes could be the Illuminati versions of those characters. So, like, Namor is both in the Cabal and also – in the Illuminati. So just side A, side B. There you go. That would be my answer. Okay, nice. I mean, Namor's kind of a jerk, so that's Uh, What I'd probably do is, you know, so my favorite part about DC, I'm actually going to make it a DC answer, because honestly, that was what popped in my head first. So I'm going to show you guys some love this week. Green Lanterns. I love Green Lanterns. I do not want the Prime versions to be Green Lanterns. I want the Prime versions to be... They did, like, this color squad thing. Do you remember this in comics? The main three, sorry, four Earth Lanterns, excuse me, I misspoke. Guy, Kyle. Forget? Yeah, who did I forget? Uh, probably Kyle, to be honest. I hate Kyle. Uh, Guy, Kyle, John, and Hal. No offense, anybody likes Kyle. But they were all different lantern rings, like, at one time. They were, like, the color squad. I forgot what they were called. They were the Rainbow um, Bros. They were something they were, cool. They were, called, they were called the Planeteers. <laughs> okay, no. But, uh, sure. Anyways, they were all different colors. So, like, Guy was red and John was purple or something. Kyle was blue and Hal was, uh, like, India. I don't know. They were all something. They were all different colors. It was really cool. And they all, like, saved it. So give them, like, the keyword, like, the color bros keyword or whatever they were called. 
They were called something cool. I don't remember what it was, but it was great, and that's what I want them to do. I also just want them to make Green Lanterns. I miss I miss War of Light. I was actually just talking to my brother the other day about how they should kind of just remake War of Light. That was, that was in retrospect, and I I honestly I can't remember what my feelings on it were back then. I I vaguely remember thinking like, oh, this is okay, but now in retrospect, looking back at the whole War of the Light set. It's fantastic. It's so they good. took they took a lot of uh, a lot of like liberty jumping onto random stuff for that set. Like yeah, of course you're gonna have your named lanterns like Hal and, and stuff like that. But there were a lot of lanterns in that set that no one had ever even heard of, myself included. Um, yeah, totally. So I I will say. They don't need to remake, like, all of the the lanterns themselves and all the constructs and stuff like that. But, like, there are characters that for sure I know their name only because of this set. And then when I would read, which, by the way, I am reading through Jeff Johns' uh, volume of Green Lantern right now. No, I mean, not literally right now. I'm, I'm doing a podcast right now. But <laughs> in my off time, <laughs> um, there's characters that they're they're mentioning that I I would not have appreciated them had I not sat across the table from them so many times. So, for example, Fatality, Salak, uh, Ganthit. I I didn't know who these people were, and now reading through this stuff, I'm like, I have a better appreciation. Why? Because I either stomped that figure so much, and I think that they're, like, really bad, or because they uh, kicked me right in the face a couple times, and I'm like... (laughs) I don't want to read about this character because they are mean to me, or were. <laughs> so, uh, but no, they really did. They took um, they took a leap of faith with a lot of characters in that set, and I kind of have to go back and give it to them now in retrospect because I we just haven't seen that level of craziness since then. I don't think. Yeah, uh, because like, like Harley Quinn, that was a cash grab. Elseworlds was pretty garbage pretty bad uh, what else? Uh, yeah. joker's wild was just more of the same world's finest and superman wonder woman were like to me those were the same set i don't even i don't they even remember of... what like you know this I'm is just more of the really more or less to coming out on a tangent here dc sets have been like the last four sets have been like batman sets and i'm really tired of it and the next set's gonna be a batman set even though it's gonna be awesome and i'm gonna buy a bunch of this batman set uh it's also just another, again another batman set uh there's more to dc than batman Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, there is. Uh, But, like, this character, what's her name? Saronic Natu? Saronic Natu? Oh, she's cool. She's the uh, Sinestro's daughter. Is that who she is? I don't know if it's Sinestro's daughter. I haven't gotten... Did you just spoil Jeff Jones for me? No, I didn't. Not... (laughs) No. But, uh, no, like, I... She's introduced as a character in Jeff Johns' run, and I'm reading about it, and I'm like... Oh, okay. I've seen this character multiple times. Now I know who this character is. So, I think that if DC did that um, and and just did another gigantic leap of faith like that, even more lanterns, I think that that would go over really well. And I I really would hope that it's not people like me that are out there that it takes as long as I did to appreciate what they did and really see it for what it is as soon as it comes out. Because, man, seriously, looking back now, it was a really good set. All right. 
the, the community. Wow, that, that was that was only a couple <laughs> minutes it took us to get through. Uh, so really quick on the Facebook page, I wanted to mention a few small things for community. Jason Scott posted actually twice, and I forgot to mention it the first time. Uh, he does f- pop wars. I actually linked you afterwards. Uh, watching the videos, I am more than confused. Uh, so he uses Funko. Pops, you know what Funko Pops are, Chris. You haven't been under a yeah. rock for the last five years. Uh, with Hero Clicks rules, except not all the Pops are like Marvel and DC characters. So it's interesting the way when they talk about what these characters can do, it it confuses the, the bejesus out of me because it's like, oh, you know, Doctor, like I, I use Dory for like stealth busting. I'm like, what? What? I'm sorry, he used the Dory Pop for stealth, but this is great. It's hilarious. They're, they're like the funniest videos I've ever seen. Uh, but Pop Wars, uh, thank you for sharing that to our, I think, Anna. That was, that was hilarious. Also, shout out to Steve Schultz. I posted a meme where Heroclix players, we basically, we flex on Magic players, let's be honest here. Uh, and he was showing a picture of him lifting some sick weight. What a guy. I Keep saw that. I saw that. Getting swole. PRs and gains. Oh. I live that life now, so I know what that's like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, okay, well, that is all on community yes oh i gotta do dial design oh no you know hey you made dials so only three people did dial design for the second week made me a little sad not gonna lie but uh we do have a winner and it was really close i i want you guys to know i get my scores in as soon as possible so it was great uh when i did the scores to add them up to see that it was by one point uh lead to win so it's really cool Anyways, so the, the last three we had was the question, Eviscerator, and Jetpack. They had some cool battles. Hydra Man was interesting. Uh, the Mjolnir Storm was 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 broken. I'm sorry. Uh, and that's, that's she, she really, really was. and She was um, cool we, and well thought out, but... Ooh. So if you have the time, get on to HC Realms. If you're not going to create dials, that's fine. At least read through some of these just to appreciate the creativity that some of these people are throwing out there. And there is a lot of creativity. But just to understand how broken this um, this goddess of thunder hero click was, uh, she gives free smoke cloud as part of a trait and then has a special power that says um, – hold on, where is it? That's oh, a no, special no. object. Yeah, yeah, so she comes with Stormbringer and automatically equipped. Gives her energy shield deflection, so top dial 20 defense. When this character uses Smoke Cloud after resolutions incapacitate at no cost, targeting each opposing character occupying a Smoke Cloud marker, that is crazy OP. Which which is actually really good for a Storm, and if she didn't also have, like, Running Shot and all these other 5 damage and stuff top dialed, that would, could be relatively balanced, but... Combine that with her insane offensive capabilities. Uh, uh, yeah, Hi- Hydro Man was um, very kind of just based off of the Bizarro that you could add multiple tokens of life to, and if he took damage, just spin the dial. Uh, so that was really cool to see Hydro Man of all characters turned into that. Uh, yeah. With a with a maximum of 150 points, 25 points per uh, token, I guess that you you put on him. And so I really like those. And then I did like the – actually, I'm going to say this, oddly enough, the simplicity of oh, – Weather the, Wizard, yes. Of, of Weather Wizard. It was just like really straightforward, a really, really good dial. So me and you must have been thinking on the same because our winner by one point is the question. So uh, just to finish off, the overall scores of the three people that were in week one and week two was this Raider, he had 28 overall. 
Jetpack had 30, and then the question had 31. Uh, what pushed it over is actually how much, and I don't like Superman, but how much I liked his Superman dial. So I've never seen the Christopher Reeve movies, but I did like the idea, and this is what I, I want every Superman to have, but the whole Superman enemy trait that he did for the first week was just great. I feel like people that are Superman enemies normally have kryptonite, so they should they should deal penetrating damage. That's cool. I, I like my Supermans with only impervious and not invincible. Uh, this may be a very odd thing, but that is what made me vote for a character I don't even care about. So, and once again, the brother was dial was was cool, and I kind of like the rogues, so you know, uh, I really appreciate it. Okie dokie. Well, so congratulations. You are gonna get probably a movie code. Uh, just because I feel like we should give you something really cool. But just because the dials, they normally gave them, like, action tokens. So I'm going to find a movie code to give you. I'll message you. We'll get it figured out. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right. Is that all we have that's for all. That's community? all I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm done. All I'm right. getting off well, the soapbox. Let, let me get through quite a, quite a bit of things, actually. Uh, we don't have any uh, happy birthdays this week. So if you have an upcoming birthday, somebody at your venue, a judge, a player, anything like that, has an upcoming birthday... Uh, let us know and the date, who it is, and we'll give them an official Dial H for Heroclix Arabian birthday. Uh, check out our Twitter for the daily comic book trivia posts that I like to put up when I remember to put them up. And then you can find us at Dial H for Heroclix. That is the number four on Twitter. Just search Dial H for Heroclix on Facebook. And if you decide, decide to send us an email, you can send it to Dial H for Heroclix at gmail.com. We like hearing from you guys, recommendations on Value Corner or Hidden Gems or anything like that. And lastly, uh, we have decals still for sale, $6. We'll get it shipped to your house, uh, PayPal directly to me and along with your address, and I will get it shipped out. We have a couple more people that I need to get it shipped out to. Um, actually, two of our... Uh, Patrons, so nice. uh, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll get those out to you as soon as I get you your guys's address. But if you want one, you non-patron listeners, you can just go ahead and support the podcast. We do appreciate that. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. If Call you me. you show me a your dialage for Sheroclix decal while uh, me or Chris are at Origins this year, you will get a crisp high five. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> I will uh, put money under the table to the WizKids people to make a, make sure we're all sat at the same tables so we can collude. And that, I'm just kidding. I yeah, won't do that. let's do it. All right. Mostly because <laughs> I uh, I don't think it would work. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, oh. no, we get paid so well here at WizKids. And also, you're the Dial H guys, aren't you? We hate you. Actually, can you just leave? Uh, revoke these people's passes. That's what will probably Ooh, happen. Man. All right, that's all I got. All right. Uh, I'm ready to read this out then, if everything is settled. As a reminder, Dial H for Sheerclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Sheerclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. Ma, 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 my, 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 my